Hello, welcome to the Trust Wizard Podcast. My name is Chirizzo Garbanzo. This is a live gig special. I'm about to sit off to Chester to see the Wave Pictures, a band that need no introduction except the one that this lady is about to give. This is Friday Night in Lovebro by the Wave Pictures. You walked all the way from the griffin to the moon and fell Threw up outside the curzon and that's where you fell And that's how you ripped your tights But you made it back on your feet alright With the girl from Baker's oven holding back your hair The girl from Baker's oven holding back With a marine from the village he won And sometime later on his birthday He made the pages of the Leicester Mercury Get it out for the lads Get it up for the British Get it off for the town Let it down for the village La 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 the floor We'd run out of conversation two Friday nights before The room was spinning I wasn't dancing The beat was much too old for dancing My feet followed my neck and found the door Friday night in Loughborough there from the album Instant Coffee Baby. I've never been to Loughborough and from the lyrics of that song I'm not sure I ever want to. Now I am all alone this evening. Both the other two wizards have been struck down with flu. It's not even man flu. It's it's even worse. It's wizard flu. Uh, But I say I'm all alone but I have persuaded my mate Jeff who lives over the road to come with me to the gig. 
Uh, he'd never heard of the Wave Pitches until ooh, about 20 minutes ago. But he is a fan of live music and I'm confident he's going to love them. And why am I so confident, I hear you ask? Well, let me summarise why I think the Wave Pitches are so great. Uh, they are a free piece um, uh, and they are a true trio, a true group. Uh, what I mean by that is that some bands, you have some members who carry more weight, not literally, um, but um, if you, the Pixies, talking of carrying more weight, but uh, um, the last Pixies reunion, you know, the deal or no deal thing, uh, Kim, uh, you know, 75% of the band were there, but I don't want to buy a ticket if there's no Kim deal. Uh, the famous fall quote uh, that Marky Smith apparently said, if it's me and your granny on bongos, then it's the fall. Well, you know, we've all seen four gigs where my granny on bongos would probably have put on a better show, and she's been dead for 20 years. But you know what I mean, if if Roddy Frame or David Gedge is there, then nobody really cares that much about who the rest of the band are, in some bands' cases. But with a trio, that is kind of sometimes less frequently the case. Um, you could easily argue that the jam sound and their identity, in fact, is very much based around those three particular blokes. Well, obviously, but it's not the jam without Foxton on his bass style and his backing vocals and, and yes, those big jumpy scissor kicks he does. And Rick Butler's machine gun snare. Um, another trio I'm thinking of are the police who I think very much suffer from what I what I call the Ray Wilkins effect. Bear with me on this. The Ray Wilkins effect is where um, what so somebody's subsequent performances affect your opinion on what they were originally. Uh, Ray Wilkins was a very successful player for my team QPR. Uh, he was one of the finest midfielders I've ever seen. Um, however, he then became our manager and he was shocking. He sold uh, our best ever striker, Les Ferdinand, for £6 million. He spunked the money on Mark Haightley and a bunch of other wankers, and we got relegated. So nowadays, when you say to other QPR supporters, mention Ray Wilkins, and they slate him off. They've forgotten that he was a good player, and they just remember the manager. Similarly, people slate off the police, just because of everything the Sting has done subsequently, and for being the kind of conceited, up-his-own-ass knobhead that he genuinely doesn't seem to be able to help being. Uh, but, 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 the sound of the police would not have been the sound of the police without the distinctive playing of Andy Summers and Stuart Copeland. What's all this got to do with the price of fish or the wave pitches? Well, each of the band members is essential, that's what I'm trying to say. If one of the band members was to leave, it just wouldn't be the same. The drummer, uh, Johnny Helms, Johnny Huddersfield Helms, to give him his full name, is not just a freaking awesome drummer, he's also a hell of a singer. Um, and he, he really belts it out. With a, He's got a bit of a sort of um, Elvis Costello, Graham Parker kind of sneer in his voice at times. The bassist, uh, who I think is called Frannick, uh, but, um, apologies if I'm not saying that correctly, uh, he's not just a cracking bassist, but he also pops up on um, various other uh, stringed instruments. Um, and then there's the singer and the guitarist, David, who I'm assuming, perhaps I'm incorrect to assume, but I'm assuming he also writes the lyrics. A bit more on those in a minute. But, but he also plays a mean rhythm guitar and just fucking jaw-dropping lead guitar. Regular in this list to the Trust the Wizards podcast, and hello to you both. 
will know that all of the Wizards are huge fans of Chuck Prophet. We chose him for the first song we ever played on our first ever podcast. And I think I'm right in saying that it was a Chuck Prophet gig in Hebden Bridge that was our first ever uh, outside broadcast uh, live gig review thing, whatever this thing you're listening to now is called. The first one of those. Since around about 1988, when I first saw Chuck Prophet play in Green on Red, I've been of the opinion that he is my favourite lead guitarist. I've seen Chuck many times since, both in Green on Red and as a solo artist. I've also seen somewhere approaching a thousand other gigs, and I've seen nothing in that time to make me change my mind on Chuck being my favourite. Until last summer at Indie Tracks, when my fellow wizard, Kicker Revalves, and I saw the wave pitches. Now, I'm not saying David Tattersall has overtaken Chuck Prophet as my favourite guitarist, but I do think they are both now equal top. And hopefully, I've made that clear just that just now, that that is about the highest praise I can give. Oh, well, when, I, when we saw them last summer, I knew um, one of their albums that they'd made with Stanley Brinks. Um, check out the unbelievably great song, Orange Juice, with its chorus of the Radio Sucks Balls that we played back on podcast number 31. And I also knew their most recent album, Great Big Flamingo Burning Moon, and my favourite track from that album, Frogs Sing Loudly in the Ditches, was played on our recent podcast uh, number 53. So I'm hoping to hear a few songs from that album tonight. And Plus I knew a couple of the early albums, um, If You Leave It Alone, and probably my favourite album of theirs Instant Coffee Baby which is the song we played at the top of the podcast comes from that album but since being blown away by them at Indie Tracks I've gone back to their Bandcamp page and I've bought uh, five I think five more albums um, Beer in the Breakers um, Long Black Cars City Forgiveness which is a double album Down of Green Gables um, Catching Light which is an album of them playing Herman June songs which is the same guy who was Stanley Brinks and they've also released another new album since then with Stanley Brinks, which is also fantastic. Repeated listening to these albums is leading me more and more and more to the conclusion that they may well be just about the best band around right now. It's these albums, the ones I've purchased most recently, that I'm really hoping to hear songs from tonight. Um, I'll, I'll remember, try to remember a few songs of Lisbon is a huge favourite of mine at the moment uh, there's a song called Cut Them Down in the Passes which is great um, uh, Spaghetti um, you, you should check that one out on YouTube uh, I don't think there's been a music video which has been quite so simultaneously amusing and also stomach churning for quite some time probably not since um, probably not since Ricky Martin I shouldn't think but uh, uh, there's a song called Blue Harbour, with its, which is a jolly little tale of a sort of day out at the seaside with a chorus that says, we pissed in the sea and pretended to drown one another. Hey, we've all done it. Uh, there's a song called Seagulls that I love. It's got a um, chorus um, echoing Dylan's Positively Fourth Street. It says, you've got a lot of nerve to talk to me like that, which is a bit of a sing-along chorus. I could go on, you know how it is, but uh, it's time to go to the gig. So here's a track from one of the from one of those albums. Uh, uh, this is from the album Beer in the Breakers, and this one reminds me a bit of it's a bit of a slower song, and it, it reminds me a bit of sort of classic blues rock, sixties, seventies stuff, Peter Green or even Eric Clapton, slow hand, or as I call him, slow brain racist fuckwit. 
Uh, it reminds me again once more of seeing Green on Red back in the day. Check out on YouTube, check out some live versions of some of their ballads like um, DT Blues and Morning Blues. Morning Blue, sorry. Anyway, uh, this is from the album Beer in the Breakers, and this is the Wave Pictures with Walk the Back Stairs Quiet. Why? 
was like a slate. You said, Walk the back stairs quiet. Would you kiss me goodbye? now Monday night. Usually the custom with these uh, live review things is uh, we record the, the second part straight after the gig and uh, get it live on the website so kind of instant feedback from the gig we went to. Unfortunately after the gig um, me and my neighbour Jeff um, we got, got very drunk and uh, I was too hungover yesterday to record it so uh, here we are it's Monday night now. Uh, so I'm going to tell you all about the gig on Saturday night, and uh, it was uh, started off with a, the, a really cracking support band. Um, they were from North Wales. They're called C Zoo. Uh, that's S E A Z double O. Uh, they were fantastic. Um, they uh, had I've uh, bought three of their EPs um, for a bargain price of seven quid. I've got a five tracker, a one tracker, and a two tracker. Um, and uh, you can find out more about them on their, on their band campaign, so just Google that. Uh, and um, yeah, they were they were very good. They uh, the main the main man there with the singer um, and singer and guitarist, uh, and there was another guitarist. So they had a bit of a at times they had a bit of a dual guitar, a little bit pavementy at times. Even well, it wasn't quite as abrasive as pavement. Maybe more closer to Steve Malcolm's solo stuff. Um, but uh, but it wasn't it was it wasn't uh, that doesn't sum it up at all. Um, there was also a bit of uh, a little bit of Bella Sebastian in there, a little bit of Gorky's as a gothic that you know Eurus Child's bands, uh, them guys, a um, little bit of Lloyd Cole or Lou Reed in the vocals at times as well. Um, yeah, they they had they had um, some songs that were um, quite in your face and loud and and. Uh, the the one I'm going to play in a minute is called Dog Hotel, uh, which was the one that really really um, impressed me at, at the gig. Uh, it had a bit more, a bit of a sort of corner shopsy, talking heads kind of groove in it, and a cut a chorus which was kind of going. Now we're walking, presumably walking with a dog, um, uh, and it's kind of a bit more of a 
of a groove song than the most of the others. They had another one which was very good. I'm not quite sure what it's called, but it was slightly reminiscent of early um, Super Fairy Animals. That song "Do or Die," if you know that one, uh, with the synths. There was a couple of interesting thing to do with the synths. There was a a, girl, a lady playing the synth uh, who uh, it was one of those keyboards that a lot of these uh, these bands have these days, where which is very very small. It's like an octave only keyboard, and yet they managed to get all these songs out there. These kids today, amazing stuff. Um, she also had a step ladder, um, which I thought was just a step ladder to put stuff on, but she did at one point climb up the stepladder. It wasn't a very big stepladder. It was like a two-step stepladder thing. She did at one point climb up the stepladder, and I was very interested to see why she was climbing up it, but it wasn't made clear. Uh, she just stood up. She just climbed up it and stood on it. I thought she was maybe going to reach for something or maybe to climb atop it and, and perform some kind of um, modern dance. But no, that wasn't forthcoming. But even so, and the, the other thing that was very interesting uh, was she had... Um, a doll's head with a light inside, a creepy doll's head light inside, theremin type thing, um, which had sort of little things that you twist and, and things that you move around and you put your hand near it, you know, like a theremin. Um, and it, that made some very curious noises. Now, bizarrely, this is not the first time I've seen a band who has a theremin shaped like a detached baby's head um, the uh, Preston-based latex-wearing heavy weirdos um, Evil Blizzard, uh, of whom I am an enormous fan, um, they have one of those too. Uh, and I'd assumed, having seen them a couple of times, the first time we saw them was supporting Sleaford Mods, and then I went to see them headlining in Manchester a different time, and I just assumed that they'd made that, because they seem like, you know, they're a bunch of weirdos who dress up in with latex, scary latex faces, and I just thought, well, they seem like the kind of people who, in their spare time, would fashion a theremin out of a doll's head just because it's a kind of creepy, weird thing to do, and they seem like pretty creepy, weird guys. But now I'm thinking, you can actually probably buy this thing because the odds on two different bands, both going around making, having the same idea of making the same thing, that seems pretty far-fetched to me. Uh, so, anyway... Uh, you can see a picture of that baby head theremin thing on our blog, and there's also one on the back of the five-track EP, which is called Car Deborah. Uh, this track's not from that EP. This from's another EP, which is just called Sisu, and this is Dog Hotel. <laughs>
Uh, I forgot to mention before, uh, there was a, a, earlier on in the week, uh, there was a fellow on Twitter who tweeted about this um, uh, this gig tonight, the gig, the gig on Saturday night, and um, he was saying that he had no one to go with. And I replied to him saying, well, we were going, and he could be our mate for the night. Um, referencing the Wave Pictures song, All My Friends Are Going To Be Strangers. Or, no, I have a finger of that one. Yeah, All My Friends Are Almost... Yeah, that one. Anyway, All My Strangers... All Strangers Are Going To Be My Friends. Uh, and All My Friends Are Strange, it says in that song. Um, anyway, uh, then it transpired that the other two wizards weren't going, as I mentioned before. So I sent the guy a message basically saying I was going to be there and I was, so he could recognise me, telling him I was wearing a black leather jacket and a red Tindersticks t-shirt. Anyway, as soon as I walked in the venue, I literally walked in through the door and a a man comes up to me and says, black leather jacket, red Tindersticks t-shirt, which was weird, but... Obviously, it was not that weird because I was expect, kind of half expecting it. So anyway, this uh, I'd like to say hello to uh, Matt. He seems like a man of great taste. Um, during the course of the evening, we identified at least two gigs that we'd uh, we'd both attended uh, that um, uh, in the past. Not Wave Pictures gigs, other 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 bands gigs. I mean, uh, and you can follow him on Twitter. His name's Matt Jones, and you can find him at uh, Math. RJ, so that's M A F F R J, and he was he spent the evening with us discussing the gig, uh, and and anyway, so the wave pictures came on, they opened up with a, a song, uh, another song off uh, Long Black Cars, which I'm a big fan of, which is called Stay Here and Take Care of the Chickens. Now that's a title to be wrestled with. Now as soon as they started playing this, um, my neighbour Jeff leant over to me. And he, and he uh, whispered in my ear and he said, Sultans of Swing, Dire Straits, which seems like a ridiculous thing to say, uh, but, but he was spot on. Do you know what? He was spot on because he was thinking about it as he was playing it and it's, it's, it's pretty much exactly the same tempo. And then since getting home, I've checked it out and it's, it's exactly the same chords pretty much as well. Uh, D minor, C, B flat for the verses. Um, that's basically it. Um, and of course, you've got the whole lead guitar, Mark Knopfler, David Tattersall thing going on. So yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't as uh, as a stranger thing. Very often, if someone says they sound like Dire Straits, they mean they're shit. But of course, not all Dire Straits. Is, well, in my opinion, not all Dire Straits is shit. They went particularly shit when they started, like a lot of bands of the eighties, when they started trying to get the, trying to break America and watered down their sound and uh, and put in all the synths and, and, and Sting for that matter who we've already mentioned I can't believe we've done two mentions of Sting in one podcast which has got nothing to do with Sting anyway uh, the Wave Pictures uh, amazing it's a very small venue uh, Telford's Warehouses I've, I haven't mentioned the venue yet uh, it's a very small venue and it was fantastic to see them so close it was literally like you know four or five metres away from the band uh, got a you know really good look at uh, at some of that amazing guitar playing, um, so I'm going to uh, rem- as much as I can uh, tell you some of the songs that they played. Um, they've got a new album out, which is a vinyl only album, which I hadn't heard when I was at the gig. So um, there was a, was a few songs that I didn't know, which I'm assuming are from that album, and then subsequently I bought, bought the album, listened to the album, and yes, they are from the album. And we'll be playing one of those later on. Um, 
the Atlanta is a great song. Johnny Johnny Huddersfield Helm sings that one, uh, and that's off the double album, and uh, is a big big favourite of mine. Uh, and they did play Lisbon, which is uh, one of the songs I was really hoping to hear off the same album. Two songs worth with cities in the titles. Um, so uh, we'll play Lisbon in a minute. Um, off the new album, they played one called Tropical Fish, which was uh, had some fantastic slide guitar on it. Um, my my neighbour Jeff, as I mentioned before, he's a big fan of your sort of old school guitar heroes. Like uh, he's he's hugely into Santana and and Hendrix, uh, and um, he he got very excited when uh, the Wave Pictures mentioned another one of his. I didn't realise it was another one of Jeff's heroes, Rory Gallagher. Uh, and the band said he was one of that he was one of their heroes too. Uh, Jeff told me later on, after I've, as we were getting monumentally pissed, uh, that when he's visited Ireland, he's done a bit of homage to Rory Gallagher and gone to uh, Cork and some other places that um, that feature in Rory Gallagher's life story. I know very little about Rory Gallagher, um, but one of the one of the Wave Pictures songs, another really good song called "Give Me a Second Chance," uh, they said was their kind of homage to to uh, uh, Roy Gallagher. Um, they did also play um, the song I mentioned before um, from, the, from the last album, Frog Sing Loudly in the Ditches, which was fantastic. They also played uh, Pea Green Coat, which was uh, you know, another great song on that. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Johnny came to the mic to sing uh, Sleepy Eye, which was a real highlight of last time when I saw them live. And again, was a was a highlight again. Uh, I think we'll play uh, the song Lisbon now. Here we go. It was one of those days The dead were digging upwards through the earth I saw ghosts in the rain Ghosts in the ice Ghosts in the airport carousel Little Richard on the radio, coffee in my cup I flew in from Lisbon with a song to wake you up A song to wake you up and a kiss to wake you up I flew in to hold you in my arms
shelter for my baby, beauty in my bed. I lightly pinch a wrinkle in your brow. I saw ghosts in the trees, ghosts in the streets, ghosts way out in Chinatown. Little Richard on the radio, coffee in my cup. I flew in from Lisbon with a song to wake you up, a song to wake you up and a kiss to wake you up. I flew in to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms. I flew in to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms. I flew in to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms. I flew in to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms, to hold you in my arms. I flew in to hold you in my arms. City Forgiveness there. So, uh, yeah, we had um, a bit of mandolin coming in later on. Uh, Frannick played a bit of mandolin, or as they called it, a frandolin. Uh, very good there. And uh, that was fantastic as well on that, on that song. Um, they also played uh, another song I really, really like from the same album as Lisbon, uh, which is called Chestnut. And it's got lyrics in there about bubble bath and putting bubble bath on your face and looking like Father Christmas. I should mention as well, there wasn't just the three of them tonight. They had an extra guy helping them out. Um, I apologise, I don't know his name. Uh, they did say he was a, he was an American guy. And he was on sort of additional percussion bongos and, and all kinds of shaking and tapping things. And he did a fine job too. He added added to the mix a lot. Um, they The last song of the, of the main set uh, was uh, the fantastic Too Many Questions. Um, with its chorus of You Ask Me Too Many Questions, which is a, a great song, as, as David called it, a country two-step. And then they came back on for an encore. They were very uh, uh, self-effacing, if that's, is that a word? But they were saying about how it's the first time they'd ever played Chester and it was, it was a bit um, scary playing in a, in a city for the first time uh, because you never know if anyone's going to turn up. But, uh, you know, they were very uh, grateful and humble about uh, people turning up. As, as you might expect, because they seem like such nice chaps. Um, but anyway, uh, they came back for the encore, and then they, they played a song, again, as I mentioned, my friend Jeff, with his love of, of the guitar heroes, he was in uh, Seventh Heaven, because they played a Grateful Dead cover version. Uh, I, I know very little about the Grateful Dead, other than being someone brought up with, you know, as, as, with punk sensibilities. Basically, I just never listened to the Grateful Dead, because... You know, they're hippies, aren't they? I don't know. I don't know anything else about them. Uh, I know a couple of songs because Elvis Costello's covered one or two. Um, but uh, I tell you what, if if this song's anything to go by, maybe I shouldn't be so dismissive of The Grateful Dead because this song's called Friend of the Devil. It's from an album called American Beauty, apparently. It was amazing. Fantastic. Again, fantastic guitar playing on that. Um, and then they closed up with um, another song from City Forgiveness, another really good one. Uh, which is called The Woods, 
and has got some lines in, in it about uh, unattractive nurses in my dreams. And that one kind of chugs along. Uh, they've covered um, a couple of Creedence Clearwater Revival songs on their last album, and it's got that kind of chugging, chugling kind of feel to it. Uh, the rhythm guitar on, on The Woods also reminds me of probably what just about my favourite Velvet Underground song, which is called What Goes On. Uh, it kind of sort of chugs along like that. Um, and then that was it. Um, an amazing gig from an amazing band. One of the things I noticed is you go and see a lot of uh, a lot of musicians, and they're swapping guitars, and they're you know they've they've got five different guitarists, got five different guitars. In um, the I've forgotten his name. The guy from the Go Betweens wrote a book, and it's called like the Guide to Being a Rock Star, or Ten Rules for for being a rock star or something like that and it's one of the rules is anybody who uses more than three guitars on stage is just showing off his guitar collection they did the whole show tonight and david played world beating guitar with as far as i could see not a single effects pedal and just one guitar so if he can do that with that then why are people messing around you know, okay, maybe you've got guitars with different tunings or you've got an acoustic and electric. Beyond that, you know, if he can do that with one guitar. Uh, the, another amazing thing about, uh, about the Wave Pitches is there, there were a few times during the gig where you kind of think, well, who's keeping the beat here? Who's, who's keeping things held down? Because David's off soloing. Frannick is doing some 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 frantic uh, manic frantic uh, bass playing. Uh, John Entwistle stuff all up on the up on the high notes, and um, uh, Johnny is just going for it on the drums. And uh, basically, if anybody is holding down the beat, then it's your man on the percussion, um, which begs the question: when he's not there, uh, what, how how do they do it? But they're just it's sensational musicians, and obviously. Very used to playing with each other. That's how they do it. Because usually, in, you know, in, in uh, I've just finished reading Elvis Costello's very long book, and it's awesome. But in there, he talks about how, because um, Bruce Thomas, the original bass player from the Tractions, likes to go off and do his own thing rather than holding down a, a beat. And obviously, Steve Naive, the, the uh, keyboard player, never really plays the same thing twice. Uh, so in, in, in the Attractions... You had Costello not really able to go off on one with his guitar playing because he's kind of holding down the rhythm. Uh, but here at times you think, well, nobody is. And, and it's amazing stuff for it. Um, just like to give one last shout out to, uh, thank you to, to um, um, my neighbour Jeff and um, Matt Jones for, for the company. Well done to whoever was playing the music uh, at the, the gig tonight. It was over DJing. I played some fantastic stuff. Um, Granddaddy and Jonathan Richmond, Bell and Sebastian, and and best of all, and very appropriately, the first song he played after the gig uh, was um, Friction by Television from the magnificent album Marky Moon. Uh, and again, there's more sensational guitar playing on there. Anyway, the Wave Pictures, if they're coming to your town, then... Get out there. Amazingly, this gig was fucking free. Free. If you turned up before 10 o'clock, you didn't have to pay to get in. And my mate, I, I recommended to my mate who lives near Highbury Tube uh, that he went to see them. They played a gig down there uh, a few weeks ago, and that was also free. Um, this band are amazing, and they're playing near you, and, the, and you can get in for nothing. This very week, myself and the other two wizards 
all bought tickets to see Bruce Springsteen. I've I've got tickets for the Manchester gig, and they've got tickets for Coventry, and eighty eight quid, eighty eight quid. I've never paid eighty eight quid for a ticket for anything in my life. I've never, I've rarely paid eighteen quid for a ticket for things in my life. Eighty eight quid, and it's worth it because it's Bruce Springsteen and the East Street Band, and they're playing the River. But meanwhile, there's bands like the Wave Pictures playing for four quid. So get out and see them. We're going to finish with a song from their brand new album, uh, which you can buy vinyl only uh, from their website. The album is called uh, A Season in Hull, and this song is called A Letter from Hull. Thank you for listening. Good night. I came here by car from London Where the buses snort like horses Impatient